بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته listeners welcome to another edition of the program and we're very happy that you're joining us today at the time that this program is, our children or those under our care will have perhaps returned or are in the process of returning to school, to madrasa, to ulum, university or us ourselves maybe resuming our studies, our tertiary studies as well. Wherever you are on this journey of learning, um, may Allah make it easy for everyone. Ameen, ameen. Our guest today is a life coach and a master NLP practitioner with a special interest in trauma and women's holistic well-being. She is also the co-founder of Heal for Hope, a support group program for perpetrators of domestic abuse. You can find out more and we will be asking her to share more towards the close of the interview so you can be in touch with our guests and also benefit from her private one-on-one or group services, inshallah. And we'll talk more about that. Our guest today is Sister Johara Hassan, no stranger to the airwaves of our program, but today taking us through a very important topic and one that when our producer Mumtaz and I sat down on this topic, this is the person who came to mind. She's a strong advocate for this amazing transformational tool. And we're so, so grateful that we get to spend this time with her today and to share and to learn from her more on this topic. Sister Johara, assalamu alaikum and welcome to Radio Islam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Happy Rehana. I am so excited. And as you shared with the listeners already, this I'm such a strong advocate for journaling. And I've seen the benefits of it in my own personal life. So I can't wait to engage with you now. Fantastic, mashallah. Um, being a strong advocate of it, applying this, living the uh, living what journalism is, journalism is, journaling rather is and, and the fruits of it but for many people oh, no, above, <laughs> is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> alhamdulillah <laughs> alhamdulillah <laughs> Uh, for you, it's something that comes naturally. It's something you advocate for. Um, it's something probably your, your clients and your potential clients listening in will also, um, you know, testify to that. But for many of our listeners, uh, you know, it's it's something new. It's something they haven't heard much about. Um, and many people think, well, is this just a hype for January for the new? a new me uh, type of thing. Uh, tell us exactly what does it mean when we hear this term journaling? What happens? Well, journaling is exactly as you said, it's the hype, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, but for people who practice journaling um, every day, they'll realize that it's any form of writing down your thoughts, and your feelings to help you understand them better. But people take journaling to, um, with the purpose of shifting your attention. Okay, so people who struggle with stress 
depression and anxiety, they'll find um, the practice of journaling really great because you can use journaling in one of two ways. Um, you could use it as a verbal ventilation space where you just dump all of your emotions on a piece of paper and then you let it go there. But what tends to happen for people who have that uh, disposition towards stress, anxiety and depression, that's really focusing and, and, and you know, sh um, shining a spotlight on the problem. So another way to really use journaling f to your advantage is by understanding the brain's confirmation bias. So if we gratitude journal early in the morning and we, we share with our journal and also the innermost parts of ourselves why we are engaging in the activities that we are doing for the day, um, what we want out of them and what we are grateful for. We are now taking advantage of the brain's confirmation bias because for the rest of the day, our brain will look for proof of everything that we've written, already written down. So say for instance, and this is something that, that that I do when I um, journal in the morning. First thing in the morning, um, I write down all of the things that I'm grateful for. And um, I try to cap it at an odd number because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves odd numbers. So why not um, use that to our advantage as well as a form of ibadah? So I write down five, seven, nine things that I'm grateful for and I share why I'm grateful for that because that really solidifies it in your heart and in your spirit. Another way to gratitude journal, uh, and it's also something that I, uh, that I practice interchangeably, is if I'm struggling with something particular, maybe I'm having um, a, a difficult time um, with my health or I'm having um, um, struggles in, in the home, I'll gratitude journal the opposite of what I'm experiencing. So that the confirmation bias again will look for proof of that for the rest of my day. So say for instance, I'm having a difficult time with my son, he's having a tantrum. Instead of saying how exhausted I am, I'll say I'm grateful now that he's, we're both karma. So that my brain will look uh -huh. for proof of that. That will keep me more engaged and in tune with my emotions. And ultimately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I am as my servant perceives me to be. So when we have those positive expectations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is how we will experience him throughout our day. So that is basically why I feel that journaling is so important. Because we are... Harnessing all of the, the natural capabilities of our brain and we're using it to our advantage. SubhanAllah. That is such a refreshing way to look at it and connect it back to our worship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think often we apply many of these tools and we say, but there's a missing link. How does it connect me to my creator? How does it make me get closer to my Rabb, and you've you've given that in such a beautiful way of how we can take husn al-dhanbillah and we can apply it to that journaling process. How beautiful! And the example you gave is so wonderful because at this time of the year, when many mums, uh, you know, start of a school madrasa year, there's that sense of frustration, of overwhelm, of nervousness, of all of those expectations, that tension that comes up. This can be such a wonderful outlet, isn't it? Absolutely. And another thing that I'd like to add on to what I just shared is our whys and our wants. When we can articulate, like say for instance, a regular mom like me, um, what do I want out of my day? I want 
to be able to serve my family for the pleasure of Allah solely. Um, and that I do in my cooking, in making the lunches, in making sure that the uniforms are take, uh, taken out. What else do I want in my work? What are my desires that I would like to achieve out of my work and my personal life? And then again, capitalizing on the brain, the way the brain works, we will do that more joyfully and with more spirit and energy than we would if we were just going about it in a mundane fashion. Hmm. Subhanallah, living with purpose, beautiful. Your 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 clients, people you work with, are so blessed to have you. Masha Allah, tabarakallah. You've shared with us a bit about the journaling. Um, I know some of my nieces were chatting, we were chatting over the weekend and they were big on the bullet journaling. But, but how does one go about selecting? Do you choose, do you have a process figuring out how to journal? Which type of journaling you need to use? I suppose that's what makes journaling so uh, individualistic is the fact that you can choose what any style or any style that works for you. Like um, you mentioned, there's the bullet journaling, which is all of the hype. It really incorporates creativity and it creates that visual element for visual learners and visual intakers. There's also goal-setting uh, journaling. Uh, like I mentioned before, verbal ventilation or emotional dumping ven uh, journaling, which is really helpful to decompress emotions. There's calendar journaling, Quran and Dua journaling that we've spoken about on a previous show, travel journaling, gratitude journaling. It's so there's journaling for everything. So I think that how you can select the type of journaling that works for you is to see what your affinity is towards. If you're struggling with your mental health, then try gratitude journaling. I was in session with a client who, who shared how she just really didn't enjoy journaling. So I started engaging with her and I asked her, what about it don't you like? So she says, I don't like focusing on the problem. And that's when we realized that she was using emotional dumping and verbal ventilation as her only form of journaling. So naturally, your mind is going to start focusing on all of those negative emotions. So I suggested to her to use the journaling style that I mentioned earlier in the show. And the feedback that I received from her weeks later was absolutely incredible. It changed her life. It transformed the way she went about her life. So... We may not always get the style of journaling that we are inclined to immediately. We may have to figure it out as we go along. If you're creative, incorporate that into your journaling. Sometimes you may not feel creative, but don't let that deter you from journaling at all. Um, some people use um, picture compilations of uh, holidays or, or restaurants that uh, they've eaten at as part of their journaling practice. There is no um, one-size-fits-all um, methodology for journaling. Let it be intuitive. Let it feel authentic and natural and let it be something that you are excited to do. Mm. Let it feel something that you are excited about and that's so important, not something that you feel was imposed on you. Right. And, and do you, do you uh, alternate between them as well um, on, on a personal level and of, of course with your clients mm. and how you structure it to them? Mm. I do. So if I have a client that is struggling with something particular, I will suggest gratitude prompts or prompts that will allow them to journal, especially if they aren't familiar with journaling. Um, uh, for me, for my own personal journaling, sometimes I'm really creative. 
and I will borrow my daughter's flow markers and I will make my page look really pretty and pick flowers from the garden and leaves that my son has given me and I'll put them in my journal. And sometimes all I want to do is just list out the things that I'm grateful for and let that really seep into my soul. Um, Shaitan has promised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause us to be ungrateful. So I make it my mission every single day to defy Shaitan by, you know, listing out the things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes that's the only capacity that I have. Um, So it really, I I think that when we um, become so rigid in the way we, we practice journaling, it can become a chore. But if we integrate it into our lives, it becomes almost, and I don't want to equate it to salah or any of our further actions, but it, it, it becomes second nature to us and it becomes something that we look forward to doing and it makes all of the other actions easier, if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely does. How exciting. Uh, you mentioned, you know, um, using journaling on a personal and professional level for yourself, for your clients. Um, you mentioned how we could use it with the start of the school year um, as well. How about someone who's already established in their career or perhaps an entrepreneur? Uh, can journaling help such an individual? Absolutely. Journaling is beneficial for everyone. I encourage my children to journal, although they don't understand the benefits of it just yet. My eldest daughter is a little bit more inclined and she asks for journals often. But yes, it's for it's for anyone and everyone, especially people starting off their careers, um, because it does help us um, define and refine our goals. Ah. So, so let's let's move into that then, uh, Johara. Many people, for many people, January is goal setting, and then we have Ramadan coming up in March. So people may be bringing those these two milestones: the start of a new academic or work year, and then the start of the upcoming Ramadan. And by the time this program is, Rajab is in. So it's all of these holy, important months that we're in, and people may be goal setting. Um, so. Can you take us through a bit and advise us perhaps? I know this will be general because um, you're talking to us generally and then those that would like to work on this one-on-one with you can contact you for your, your services. But on a general basis now, any advice if we would like to journal about goals or goal setting, please? This is such an incredible tool for goal setting. If I have to ask any regular person, what their values are, what their beliefs are, and what their goals are. I notice how they struggle to do that on the spot because most of us don't understand what our values and our beliefs, and I don't mean our religious beliefs, our beliefs in Allah, I mean our beliefs about ourselves, our capabilities, and our potentials. We aren't really able to answer that, um, you know, just off the cuff. So what journaling uh, for personal and professional related goals would help us do is to define them. Um, Just freestyle writing can help us. So basically, when we have a thought, okay, all it is, is a thought. As soon as we put it onto paper, 
it becomes something real. It becomes something tangible. It becomes something that our brain, our minds, and our bodies can take action on. So journaling our personal goals and our work-related goals um, help us define it firstly, then it also helps us prioritize our goals because once we've written it down in no particular order, we can go through them and we can say, okay, what is the priority here? What is time sensitive here? Um, how will this benefit my dunya and my akhirah? Because you, you want to exert your efforts um, on things that are going to benefit your akhirah as well and not just the futile things of the dunya. And then we we can write our goals down for now and we can expand on them later. And it's just this process of unpeeling who you are. And the thing is, when we goal set and we write it in a journal, we have the opportunity to reflect and to see how far we've come. I'd like to share something with you um, and your listeners. Um, every morning, every morning, gosh, I'm tongue-tied. Every morning I journal um, things that I'm grateful for in either one of those styles I'm grateful for because or I'm grateful now that. Um, and then I write things, um, my whys and my wants. And at the beginning of last year, one of the things that I really wanted to do was to make emotional healing tools farly and widely accessible. And when you journal that repeatedly, it allows you to focus your attention on, because of the brain's confirmation bias, it allows you to focus on things, actions, uh, conversations, engagements, radio shows like these, on things that are going to allow you to see those goals through. So journaling for your personal goals and your professional goals will allow you to remain focused on them. There's also the, the smart journaling technique, but for the life of me, I cannot remember what that acronym stands for right now. But um, I can't emphasize enough uh, or sing the praises of enough um, journaling for personal goals and professional goals. Wow. I think if that hasn't motivated someone out there who's on the off and on fence about it, I don't know what else will because it's just, you're just so inspiring the way you talk about journaling, the way you talk about it being such a practical, uh, real, easy to use tool that we can all, uh, you know, bring into our lives and it, it, it doesn't take us far out of our way Um you know, um, you don't necessarily, like you said, you don't have to have a fancy journal. It can just be ordinary pen and paper uh, and you can just be so creative as much as you'd like to in that moment. And that's wonderful to know. Now, Ramadan coming up as well. That countdown has begun. Uh, I think many people have already been working on their savouries and their food preps and all of that. But I'm interested to know how you, you see this link between journaling and our spirituality. I'd really like to know more from you about this, please. Take us through that, if you can. So, we we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, verily, we have created man in turmoil and hardship. So we expect challenges, we expect difficulties. That is the nature of this dunya. So journaling for our spirituality is no different to the traditional form of journaling. It's absolutely the same. It's about turning our attention to Allah, the 
solve uh, all of our problems, the, the solution to our problems, the ease, the peace, the ultimate source of ease and the ultimate source of peace. So uh, we've, we've discussed in a previous show Quran journaling and um, uh, I shared different ways that you can Quran journal. That again is fixing your attention to the solution the one who can provide a solution. There's also a new app that I've been using, and I'm loving it so much. It's the Dua and Zikr app. And apart from the morning, afternoon, and um, the morning, evening, and before bed as card, it has a compilation of different Duas for different emotions that you're experiencing. And if you do our journal using these um, uh, du'as, I also have a compilation of du'as for um, stressful emotions in my free emotional tool book, which is available on my website. That is exactly, again, turning your attention towards the solution, which is Allah. So there is no difference between the conventional form of journaling and our spiritual journaling. It's all about where do we want our attention in this moment? And our attention should always, always be fixed on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, bring us back to our purpose uh, for why we've been created, definitely. You mentioned working with a client who had this breakthrough as you took her through uh, and understood why she found, you know, journaling not to be what she thought it would be or why, you know, whatever she was experiencing in that moment and you were able to take her through a journaling method that was just for her. MashaAllah. Uh, there are people who will say, you know, I'm not one for writing. Ask me to write a recipe, I can write it down for you. But ask me to write about my issues or even what I'm grateful for. I don't like writing. I don't have good enough writing, handwriting, things like that. How would you advise such individuals? How can they start in incorporating a journaling practice in their lives if they are, don't see themselves as writers per se? So that's such a wonderful question because we do have to take an to account that people integrate information differently, um, whether it's via our sense of sight, our sense of touch, our sense of hearing or smelling. So journaling may not be for everyone. Um, usually people that are visually and kinesthetically inclined would gravitate towards journaling and that would be absolutely easy for them. But understandably for audio people, it would be difficult. So they, journaling doesn't have to be a written practice. Um, it can be, like I, like I mentioned before, a compilation of photos pictures. Some people have even created Instagram accounts, private Instagram accounts that they don't share with anyone, but just a catalog of all of the things that spark joy in them. And those are easy ways. There's also um, audio ways of um, compiling your, your gratitude or your thoughts through um, voice recording apps. We all have them on our cell phones. So there isn't really an excuse. It's about leaning into the style that fits you best and that feels most natural for you. Mm -hmm. mm. Your, your, one of your primary focuses that we're getting from this is 
that everything um, that your clients or individuals are doing for their personal growth and development needs to be something that they can feel authentic within that space about and, and sustain it, right? Absolutely. We are all such individuals. We can't we can't expect everybody to fit into the same box and that's why a lot of us struggle in society because we we are forced to conform and that that forcing uh, into confirmation comes from our minds and comes from our own limiting beliefs so when we um adapt um, ourselves because that's what we are we are humans we are completely completely adaptable when we find things that work for us that's how we can experience life better. This dunya, we are not created for this dunya. We are created for Jannah. But this dunya was created for us to take benefit from. And we can find the styles that will benefit us most for gratitude journaling or any style of journaling, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. So, you, you know, we talk about maintaining or sustaining some type of a journaling practice as you said there's no excuses find what works for you what allows you to be in your authentic self and 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 go with that what have you found both for yourself as well as with your clients uh what's been helpful to maintain this as a regular practice you know practice where you you look forward to now journaling you're using uh, a method that appeals to the senses that you find most joyful yeah what else has been helpful to maintain a journaling practice because you know so often you meet people who say i would love to journal regularly i just can't do it i don't know why it's not working for me um tell us your secret <laughs> well i i don't think it's really a secret i think it's just um uh, consistency and reminding myself how important it is and carving out time every day for it. We, we, we carve out time for our salah, we carve out time to cook food for our children, to make them lunches, to take out their uniforms the night before and if we don't, we will make the time in the morning. <laughs> so if we understand how beneficial this is for us, we will make the time for it. Um, we can also, if it's not something that, um, I know that sounded a little bit harsh, but really I think when, why we struggle so much is because we don't prioritize our spiritual and emotional needs. And um, we carve our time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, we're making preparations for Ramadan um, because we know that that is a special time. And we make our preparations ahead of time. So we have to make those preparations for ourselves, whether it's in the beginning of the day, after Fajr, whether it is in the evening. I do recommend the beginning of the day, though, and I shared why, because of the brain's confirmation bias. Um, we can also use tools and prompts to help us be consistent. I'll share a story. One, one Ramadan, I think it was about four or five Ramadans ago. It was actually quite a while ago. I, I made little gratitude journals for, for my husband, for, well, myself first, and then my husband, my mom, my sister, and one of my friends. And for every day in the month of Ramadan, I, I attached a dua, or I think it was a name of Allah, to um, make vicar of and I attached just a simple journal prompt like what color 
are you grateful for today? Um, what uh, sound or smell are you grateful for today? Simple journal prompts. So when journaling isn't um, a rooted practice in our days, we can make it become a natural practice by using um, journaling prompts. I also recently received uh, an email from the Keen Institute with a sugar journal with 15 practices and journal prompts. So there's different um, tools and uh, prompts that we can use with a simple Google search to help us get going in the beginning. If this is completely unfamiliar and uncharted territory for some people, these are the strategies that you can use to incorporate it into your day so that you don't, you're not spending time uh, and feeling anxious about what am I going to write about now. You know, it's natural. You already have your prompt. You've already set out your time. We also, I like to encourage um, people to engage their senses. So burn the hold or light a candle. Um, when our senses are engaged, we also become, um, uh, we we absorb the message more, you know, and it, and it sort of sinks in more uh, because we are such sensory, um, you know, sensory creatures. Um, so that's a lovely, a lovely way to incorporate um, something different into your gratitude practice. It feels, um, you know, you feel excited about it. Um, like with Salah, I spray my musallas and my burkas with oud so that um, when I'm performing Salah, my senses are engaged and I'm so excited to be performing sajda and, you know, to, to be putting on my burka. Let gratitude journaling be something that you are excited about. You're excited to get to. Inshallah. Inshallah. That's beautiful. You really, and I'm, I'm I'm just so motivated now to revisit journaling more frequently, and uh, no doubt I will as well. Alhamdulillah. You've been so kind to share with us examples of how journaling has been beneficial to you. You've given us really practical tools of how we can journal, whether it's goal setting for the start of the year, uh, the academic or work year, or, or working towards our spiritual goals for Ramadan. And then you've, you've, you've exposed us to a wide array of different ways that we can journal. And literally, we have no excuses left now, but to, to try out one of these many tools, uh, ways, and, and see how it can help us, inshallah. Um, there will be listeners that would love to be in touch with you directly, uh, benefit from your services, um, and, and, and also the emotional toolkit uh, that you mentioned on your website. Can you share with us the website URL, please, and how people can be in touch with you for services and to benefit from your offerings? Uh, the easiest way would be from my website, which is joharahassem.co.za, J-O-H-A-R-A-H-A-S-E-M.co.za. On there, there are my blog posts. There um, There's my emotional toolkit, uh, purchasable courses, uh, my um, and the bookings form to book a one-on-one -on -one session, couple session, or group session, all for my public speaking services. So uh, the best way to get uh, in touch with me would be via my website or via email, which is coaching at joharahassam.ca.ca. And you can follow me on Instagram at johara underscore hassam. I share um, content that I hope is beneficial for emotional well-being, for mental health. And I, 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 I like to be generous with my information. So sometimes my captions are long, but... Um, 
I want to share. I want to make, as I've mentioned before, healing and emotional uh, regulatory and emotional well-being tools as accessible as possible. So uh, a great way to um, to get uh, get your hands on those tools is via my um, Instagram, inshallah. And you can um, subscribe to my mailing list. I share tools and uh, strategies and different kinds of things uh, to my mails, my subscribers every now and then. So uh, the links are all on my website. Fantastic, mashallah, great. And and before we we, we we conclude, so social media is one of the easiest ways. The website it's j o h a r a h a s e m dot c o dot and that's a great starting point for our listeners uh, from there uh, to be directed to there's a blog, there are resources uh, you can book your sessions directly with Johara and um, inshallah take it from there um, Johara, the, the new uh, school or academic or work year uh, if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners from the jewels of your mind what would that be? What would that your advice be to them as we start off uh, a new academic or work year? Many of us really super excited as the days and months go through the year. People tend to get weary and tired. What would your advice be to us, please? Okay. I was a bit put on the spot, but I think I have something <laughs> beneficial, inshallah. Um, if we focus on the problem we'll only see more of the problem. Uh, but if we focus on the solution, we will come up with the solution always. And our solution is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we make Him the center of our thoughts, the center of our actions, the center of the things that we do in um, the, our behavior, in the way that we speak, dress, um, and engage with people, then we found our solution to everything, inshallah. Inshallah. Oh, that's such beautiful, beautiful advice. It really is. Um, I think sometimes people are looking for these long-drawn solutions, but it always goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything does. And that's such a beautiful reminder. And again, Jazakumullah khair for your time. We are looking forward to interacting with you more. 2023 uh, benefiting from you we always take so much away from this time with you so much to reflect on and you're always so generous in giving us tools that we can use practically in our lives i think many people read on social media read articles uh, blog posts and often feel overwhelmed that there's so much of information out there what do i do with that information but our interviews with you are always so practical so steeped in how we can apply uh, what 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 we're reading or learning about and we're so grateful for that johara alhamdulillah i'm so happy and delighted and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that resonates because that is what I aim to achieve, inshallah, with the mercy and the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakallah khair to you, Hafizah Rehana, for this uh, opportunity. Um, and may Allah just continue to enlighten us and uh, keep us on the straight path, inshallah. 
Amin, amin ya Rabbil Alameen. We make dua that it is a blessed, productive, happy year for you, for your family, for your children, your clients. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all your ja'is hajat continue to use you for the service of this ummah and humanity at large. Amin. Such a wonderful, insightful, insightful interview. We heard from Sister Johara Hassam, a life coach with a special interest in trauma and women's holistic well-being on the topic the gift of journaling. We found out today why journaling is so important. Why is there that hype around journaling? The different types of journaling and how they can serve us in the different seasons or moods of life that we are experiencing. Johara also took us through journaling with goal setting in mind, but also journaling from a spirituality perspective. Right up our alley if you're getting ready, and I hope you are spiritually for the upcoming Ramadan. Lots of advice for those of us that may not find it easy to journal on pen and paper and how we can apply journaling in a broader sense. Be really flexible with that and see wonderful results for our mental health and well-being. If you'd like to benefit from Sister Johara's services and the free ebook that she mentioned, you can visit her website. It's J-O-H-A-R-A-H-A-S-E-M Join us for more after the break as we come back with our reflective conclusion for this week's edition of the program. Stay with us. Before the break, we were speaking to Sister Johara Hassam on the topic of journaling and lots of practical advice and tips for us. As we begin to conclude today's program, our conclusion takes us back to the source of all knowledge and guidance, the Qur'an Kareem. In ayah number 88 of Surah Anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, So we responded to him and saved him from the grief, and thus do we save the believers. Subhanallah, indeed our Rabb responds to the call for the caller, when he calls in the most beautiful way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed Prophet Yunus alayhi salam from the belly of a whale in such an unexpected way. Allahu Akbar. Allah got him out from a place that no one would ever expect to get out from. Indeed, our Rabb is the owner of all the power and might. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the knower of the seen as well as the unseen, and he has power over everything. So dearest listener, if you are sad or hurt, if you are confused, if you feel as though you want to give up, don't ever give up. Know and believe that you're asking when you are asking is from the Lord of the world, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give you anything and everything in just the blink of an eye. Here is something that can ease our pain, lessen our worries, prevent us from grief, and make us feel light. It is a five-tablet dose with guaranteed results, inshallah. And these five tablets, when taken daily, can make us feel better and work wonderfully in our favor 
Insha'Allah. The first tablet is seeking Allah's forgiveness sincerely. The second tablet, giving sadaqah. The third tablet, reciting the Qur'an with understanding. The fourth tablet, offering salah and making dua. And the fifth tablet, making dhikr, remembering Allah morning and evening. So when we follow this prescription on a daily basis, we will experience ultimate relief from the Lord of the worlds. Again, these five daily tablets which we must take as believers is seeking Allah's forgiveness sincerely, giving sadaqah, reciting the Qur'an Kareem with understanding, offering salah and making dua, and making dhikr morning and evening. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inshallah respond to our du'as and relieve us from our worries. We must have complete faith and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plans for us because indeed they are the most beautiful of plans. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make everything easy for us. May Allah protect and guide us. Ameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us sincere in our dua, to make us sincere in our ibadah. We ask Allah to guide us, to protect us, to help us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make things easy for us. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Uh, at the time that this program is, we know that it is a time when uh, our students or us ourselves may be returning to our studies. We may be returning to work and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us ease in this regard. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala place barakah in our time. May Allah place barakah in our efforts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide and protect us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide and protect our children, our offspring, and the ummah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We know that as the days, the years go by, that there is that challenge, you know. There is this challenge that we face as individuals, but also collectively as an ummah and a community. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us, to protect us, and to make easy for us in this time of great fitna and fasad, and to keep us always guided on the straight path. Ameen. Join us again next week for another edition of the program as we continue going further into understanding and implementing our deen. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.